Hey guys, this episode we've got coming up deals with the Oscar nominations for film editing, weighing in on the Oscar nominated editors, as well as talking about a new add-on for Premiere editors this week from Screenlight that highlights an often unused feature within Premiere that you may not be aware of that could really be helping out your workflow. As well, how to ping people, stay connected with those contacts important to you, and on top of that, how to quote your time for a project. Stay tuned. Always rolling. Always be rolling. Yep. Or what is the actual acronym? Always be closing. There's... Yeah. Always, always be rolling. I like that better. <laughs> Never seen that movie? Ah, uh, shoot. Was that um the Wall Street one? No, actually. No. I was just about to call you on it, and I I realized oh the blanking on the name too. I was gonna oh, I was gonna say Hudsucker Proxy. That's absolutely not what it is. Oh man. It's a whole Alec Baldwin speech that he gives that's pretty epic. It's like, always be closing. Coffee's for yeah. closers. Yeah, 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 yeah. God. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the movie. I know, a... I, I know it exists. Yeah. All right. That's oh. our that's our uh, uh, episode title. Always be closing. Always be closing. Yeah. Yeah. Always be rolling. Especially when you're making an ass of yourself like we are right now because we can't remember this damn title. <laughs> it's going to hit me. It's an obvious movie and oh it's just gonna hit me at like 3 a.m hmm. was really... it up for uh best oscar nomination for film editing nope nope it wasn't oh, uh. oh we'll be talking about some of those today uh in episode 34 which you're in right now listeners thank you for pressing play and oh god there's a train wreck of an intro i'm sure so many <laughs> listeners are saying it's blank movie you numbnuts but uh it's a good movie, whatever it was. <laughs> uh, well, you know, we're a little rusty. It hasn't been just me and you uh, on an episode in a while. It's been at least, what, two, two and a half weeks? A little crowded in here, yeah. Yeah, so we're just kind of getting back in the swing of things. I'm getting over uh, an illness that really took me down this week, so I'm still kind of, yeah, half and yeah. half. Yeah. yeah. That was something I was going to bring up for another Maybe another future episode, but like what, what, how to deal with uh, when uh, when illness takes you down, when you're under the weather? Because I'm sure that for me, for, you know, as a freelancer, it means something different than for someone in your position. So, like, you get sick days. Uh, I no, you do. no, you actually, don't. I, actually, I don't. Yeah, wow. uh, in in startup world, we actually we don't have any uh, time off policy, so it's uh, take uh, take the days off when you need them. But don't abuse it. Oh, no way. Which, which, <laughs> which going from that policy, uh, you know, from, you know, I used to get, you know, the accrued hours, you know, every two weeks you get whatever, 7.6 hours of vacation and sick time or whatever it is. Uh, I end up taking a lot less time off with the the no real policy about taking time off. 
huh, so it actually works in their favor. That's it, I, it really does because it's all like the peer pressure thing. Like, hmm. yeah, interesting psychology there. I would I just would have assumed that you had that you had uh, like certain or certain number of sick days or whatnot. But uh, huh, because to me, as a freelancer, especially if I'm needed for days where I'm actually on set, uh, sick days mean nothing. Uh, so no no pain nothing you've got to have uh, if you're sick you go if you can mm -hmm. still function if you still have you know major motor functions then you still go mm -hmm. unless it's like you have SARS and a broken leg so it's well uh, can... I, I would I would still get paid however you know I also have to come in you know uh, Saturdays and work till nine and and all that all that good stuff uh, on yeah. occasion. Right. So it's it's a give and take. Pick your poison. What do you want? True. And on days where if I'm working at home, which is for the most part, uh, it's actually pretty nice to say like, well, I'm sick, but I get to work from home so I can work in my PJs and my slippers and have my tea and kind of do it as comfortable as I like. I don't Being have... Being old man. Yeah. Yep. Totally, yep. totally. Yeah, we we are we are way <laughs> way off uh, off the mark for our episode. <laughs> whatever, it's our intro. We get to talk about whatever the hell we want. <laughs> All right, uh, you want to give a rundown on on what we're doing today? Segway to the episode summary. Sure. Today, episode thirty four, we're going to be talking about well, not so much talking, but briefly touching on, of course, Oscar uh, Oscar uh, nominations are up, and uh, the Oscar season is upon us. Some people are talking about it, some people are watching them, and then there are others like us. So uh, we'll just talk about uh, the only one that really matters on this podcast, the film editing category. And uh, also a new add-on for Premiere that's come out that, uh, uh, that you and I can both actually attest to a little bit. And as well, how to stay connected with those contacts important to you, which is uh, CSM, Customer Service Management. And uh, finally, how to quote your time for a project, which interestingly, I even saw a video pop up in my feed, my Facebook feed yesterday, which I tried to find. It's irritating, those Facebook videos. It was very relevant to this. I watched it, didn't save it, and then I tried to go back to find it. It's, it's not like YouTube. You can't just like search for it. So it's just gone because I don't remember who posted it. Don't worry. I, I know Facebook is listening right now, so it'll, it'll pop up uh, tomorrow. True. Yeah. Oh, man, those targeted ads uh, or, or targeted content uh, like Facebook, man, it's creepy sometimes. They are creepy, <laughs> but uh, strangely effective. It kind of reminds me of, you ever seen Min uh, Minority Report? Oh, yeah. So the ads that, uh, you know, they, they snapshot your eyeball and they immediately target you as you walk by? Uh, so, yep. So people, we are... people see that as creepy. I'm looking forward to that. Slowly uh, becoming a precogs, exactly right, or or light life with the precogs. Yeah. So Oscar noms. First of all, Josh, are you into the whole Oscar uh, f you know frenzy? Do you you uh, actively like watch who's being nominated and then you know uh, Academy Award night? Do you pay attention to it at all? Uh, short answer to that first part: No. Second part. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it. Of course, um, I'm not gonna stay up till eleven fifteen watching the whole thing. So I'm gonna miss you know all the big awards. Uh, but that's you know part of uh, waking up at 
five fifteen every morning. Uh, so, uh, no, I don't really pay attention, uh, besides, uh, talking to you guys tonight and, uh, and yeah, for, uh, the actual show. What about you? Uh, some time ago I was really into it. So years and years back, I, I, you know, as soon as the nominations were announced, I printed off the list. I crossed them off as I watched them all. I made my bets, which, uh, which ones were going to win. And then, yeah, I, I, I watched and, uh, paid a lot of attention to and it, uh, I stayed up throughout the whole night so when you say up to 11.15 if you're lucky 11.15 uh, and uh, just stayed up and you know saw the whole thing out so I used to be really into it several years ago um, yeah just stopped so actually I barely pay any attention to it now hmm. I like seeing who's nominated and you know if someone wins cool but uh, otherwise not a big deal so uh, for our the the one category that matters, that's mm-hmm. obviously film editing. Uh, there's what uh, five movies up for the uh, Oscar, right? Yep, it's the only category. It's one category that everybody always looks forward to. Absolutely, you know, best picture, best actress, best actor. Who cares? Film editing. That's where it's at. So uh, and also, thankfully, it's one of the technical ones, so it actually comes first or comes earlier than all those other ones. So you can go to sleep right afterwards. Mm-hmm. So we've got uh, uh, the big short, and also have you seen? Well, each one have you seen? Uh, no, but uh, uh, with the last name short, uh, <laughs> I, I take a little bit of ownership in that movie, uh, just a little bit. Uh, I will eventually go see it. Is this he, your biography? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I, I won't get any jokes. <laughs> um, so no, I have not seen the big short. Uh, Mad Max Fury Road. I haven't either, but Mad Max Fury Road. Uh, yes, we have definitely, of course. both of us have seen that. Yeah. Uh, that was episode, I don't know, something in the teens. Oh, back there somewhere. Yep. Uh, the Revenant. Uh, yes. yes. Yes, you have. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. I yeah. have not yet. Spotlight. Uh, Spotlight, no. Spotlight, nope, me neither. And, of course, Star Wars Force Awakens. Mm, twice. Twice, good for you. Mm-hmm. Wow, nerd cred to you. He's got me beat. So, and because we care about the names as well, uh, Hank Corwin is the editor for Big Short, Margaret Sixel, Margaret Sixel for Mad Max Fury Road, Stephen Marion for The Revenant, Tom McArdle for Spotlight, and Marion Brandon and Mary Jo Markey for Star Wars Force Awakens. And actually, Marion Brandon was featured on another uh, podcast uh, this week, I believe, Indie Film Hustle. So I believe, I think that's it, if I'm right. If it's not, I'll link, it, I'll link to the proper podcast but uh, she gives uh, i believe a good interview for uh the editing on star wars force awakens if anyone's interested hmm. so then be all the names so uh as someone who's seen three of the five um and as somebody who did an entire hour-long episode on <laughs> the movie i kind of feel like i want mad max to win and i and and Based on the three, uh, I do think Mad Max had the best editing. If you were an Academy Award member, how would you judge? How does one judge film editing? I mean, I I feel like that's so hard. Like, like you know, like for us, like with a, a sizzle reel or a demo reel, like just on video editing, like that's that's really hard to judge just like a demo reel, you know, because it's like they can have all the cool shots, but like unless you're watching a video like and you know because you don't know like what they did with it you know besides yeah they made it make sense or they made 
you know, uh, these cool special effects. But special effects, that's a whole other category. It's incredibly hard when you – because a lot of people, a lot of editors define – or when they define film editing, a part of that definition is uh, really making the edit not apparent. So, yes. you know, how do you judge something that you're not really supposed to take a whole lot of notice to? Uh, so, you know, there are, I think that, first of all, I, as someone who's only seen two of the five, I think Mad Max Fury Road has made the most noise as far as, uh, great editing has gone. Uh, I think that uh, it's the most popular one of the five, uh, in the editing department, even though I think that many people may not really know why. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, it, it's an action scene. There's a lot of cuts. It's fast paced. Therefore, to them, it, it's, it gets interpreted as, oh, the editing was really well done. You know, uh, a lot of frenetic action, fast paced uh, cuts equals great editing. I mean, I think I think it's more than just uh, uh, how did you say it? A phonetic, fanatic, uh, fast paced cuts. Uh, it, it's more. It's more than that because sometimes you know the best edits or the best editing decisions uh, are the times where you don't make edits. You know where you hold a little bit longer. Uh, mm-hmm. So you know when 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 you just fill it with cut, 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 cut. You know that that does something completely different than cut and hold. Exactly. And hold. Yep. 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 So I'm not sure how I would uh, how I would. Really well, actually, no. I do know how I would judge editing if I were to, if I were one of the Academy Award members or Academy members, and I think it would take a couple of viewings to actually see technically how the film is edited together. Because I've only mm-hmm. seen Force Awakens once, but it would at least take a second viewing. But yep. uh, I, you know I, I never know. You know how it should be done. They should give you know. Uh, they should take all the raw footage <laughs> and make, you know, the judges watch all the raw footage for <laughs> every movie and see who did the best job with what they had. <laughs> Who's got the neatest timeline? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I uh, so I think that it, I think it's going to be obvious that Mad Max wins, but uh, that's purely based off of I haven't seen any of the other ones. But uh, uh, just because it is. The, the nature of the film itself, I think people are going to say, oh, yeah, definitely, that one wins. Uh, but uh, I'll be interested to see what comes of it. I mean, I, I gotta, I'm not going to lie. Like, I don't really know the history of uh, the film editing category. You know, I do know for Best Picture, you know, the, uh, the uh, action-adventure movie usually doesn't win. Uh, so, mm-hmm. I mean, does that play any role in... Uh, the film editing category, I, I personally don't know. Well, that's true. And uh, that's why I would think that thing, you know, a movie like Star Wars might not win because it doesn't always... Yeah, like Lord of the Rings didn't win Best Picture until... Uh, none of the Lord of the Rings movies won Best Picture until Return of the King. And by that point, I think it was kind of given given to them as like, well, come on, it was the last one. It was kind of an acknowledgement of all three, so it was kind of handed to them. So, kind of like uh, Leah winning uh, Best Actor this year, right? Oh, everybody's talking about that. And is he going to get it? Is he not? Do I care? Not really. Maybe the bear should get it. I don't know. Uh, I mean, so you will see The Revenant, correct? Oh, hell yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 
the the buffalo scene i'm not going to give any spoilers you guys know that but the buffalo scene uh what he is doing there uh is legit what okay should i be eating chicken during this movie uh no but it but uh semi spoilers skip 15 seconds uh it does involve eating i think i've well, i think i've heard enough about this and okay honestly that that movie's been hyped so much for me uh we're only gonna be off topic for maybe 10 more seconds but it's been hyped so much for me that honestly when i see it it's gonna be like you know gravity was so hyped by the time i saw it because of you know how, how it was like continuously shot uh it, it looked like one long take sort of thing so by the time you see it in the theater, it it's tough to see past the gimmick. So the whole idea that it's the most brutal movie anybody's ever shot, and Leo actually did some really pretty gross things in the movie, and I think it's going to be tough to see past that now, which is why I don't watch trailers. Hmm. Uh, I, I got suckered into the trailers, and it's one of those movies I, I just couldn't get enough of the trailer. But, oh well. Yeah. Well, one time, one time, I, I let it happen. So who's All got right, who's think... got uh, who's got your vote for for uh, best Oscar for film editing? Tweet us and let us know which one. All right, uh, it's Mad Max by a landslide. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and very briefly, uh, because I'm going to be doing a write up on this as well, but also you've uh, got you're a little familiar with this. Uh, Screenlight released a new add on for Premiere last week, uh, which uh, I gave it a try works in Premiere and actually is it highlighted a feature of Premiere I didn't even know was there before and mm. a lot of editors are replying or responding the same way uh, it's a way for if you use Screenlight which hey maybe you should so uh, re- real quick Screenlight if you guys don't know uh, it's where you put your videos online uh, you give your client a link uh, the client watches the video and leaves comments and it's you know frame accurate um and and all those you know bells and whistles uh we both of us you know really like screenlight i will say that i love screenlight i've been using them for a really long time and you know they uh they're a sponsor of the show but that's besides the point yeah Uh, complete disclosure there all right sorry nick and you got me hooked on them and i've been using them ever since as well uh, but uh, yeah they released a new add-on where it uh, you allow you're able to import comments from that uh, clients leave uh, in the Screenlight interface directly into Premiere and they come in as they import as uh, markers directly on the timeline which at the time I thought well that's nice because sometimes when revisions come in that's you know I go in and I make markers in my timeline manually takes a little bit of time but the thing with markers is when they're on the timeline if you uh, you know if you make any cuts to the timeline then they fall out of sync so no longer can you uh, you know, if I have five markers laid down the timeline and I go back and I start making revisions to the first one, if it's like remove this five second shot, boom, I take that out. Uh, the markers don't ripple. Hmm. So do for that. us, for us avid editors uh, like me, um, so we can put markers down on specific tracks. Mm-hmm. And then so, you know, if you, you know, close a gap or something, it'll move on that track. Uh, mm-hmm. Is that something different in Premiere? So well, you just lay it down like on the timeline track. No, yes. We, no, you can't do that. Okay. Uh, you could do that if you laid like um, you know if you've laid like a title down a blank title and 
just left it blank and put display markers on down on that, but that just kind of gets kind of messy. But you can actually lay it on the uh, on the timeline itself, so not on a track, but on the global timeline. Okay, so uh, in I, I'm familiar with it in After Effects. Um, you know, it, is it the same? You know, I hit yes. uh, one or okay, yep, okay. Then it's much. it's locked there for forever. So now with ripple markers, that does something similar to what you can do in Avid. It sounds like. Yeah, I'm an idiot. I never knew that ripple markers existed. Uh, it, it sounds like you're not the only one. No, definitely not. And so good for ScreenLight for coming out with this uh, this add-on because a lot of people said, well, this is great, but you know, it'd be nice if the if the add-on also rippled the markers. And they just kind of responded with, well, Premiere always already does that. You just need to enable the feature. So it's actually really simple. Uh, I owe them a blog write-up where you can uh, walk through how to use this handy uh, uh, handy add-on. It is actually really cool because I used it for revisions on my feature last week. It, it was great. Uh, brought in the comments really quickly and uh, was able to then go through and make my changes and the markers ripple all the way down the timeline as you make your revisions. It's beautiful. So really saved a whole lot of time for me. So moving on to something that's occupied my mind for the past week, and I'd also like to get your input on as well, Josh, uh, because you dabble with both freelance and uh, with your regular day-to-day job, so you have clients of all kind, uh, pinging people how to stay connected, uh, how to acquire connection with people that you're looking to connect with, and then also refresh that connection over time. Because I came back from the holidays and realized, uh, you know, at the beginning of January, uh, you know, there wasn't a whole lot going on. So January was a very slow month. So I spent a good amount of time for about a week or two aggressively pinging people. And when I say ping, that, that just means I actually made a list of people that, here are the people that I've worked with for the past year that are worth remembering. That these are the people I really want to stay connected with. They're good people. And here is a short list of people I would, I'm not currently talking to that I would like to. And I rank them in order of how much do I want to pester them, so to speak. So am I going to reach out to them once a week, once a month, that sort of thing. And it's, a, it's been a great way to keep track of people who, uh, who I may not have talked to for about four or six weeks and realized, you know what, i got to get back in touch with this person. And as I ping them, Lo and behold, they say, oh, yeah, it has been a while. You know what? I've got something coming up I'd love to, for you to work on. So hmm. customer uh, customer management. Um, do you have to deal with any of that at work or in your freelance stuff? Um, I mean, I, I don't have anything as specific like that. Um, so what I do, um, I'm trying to get the episode. So I talked about it in episode 28, uh, which was uh, how to set up your goals for 2016. Uh, so back in episode 28, I gave this you know huge glowing review of this app that I live by called Coach.me, and it's like a, a it's a habit tracking app. Uh, in, in there, you set like daily and weekly habits. So one of my weekly habits that I've set to do three times a week is to contact either somebody new or somebody that I haven't talked to in the past year. So each week, uh, I, I generally contact at least three uh, people, um, whether they're they're new, um, you know, somebody to a new uh, Twitter followers say, hey, you know, I'm Josh and, and, you know, try and get to know them or new email subscriber over on Edit Video Faster. 
or just, uh, you know, going back through, you know, my contacts list on my phone or old text messages. Um, you know, last week, um, you know, I hadn't talked to an old coworker, uh, for a while and I'm, I'm actually, I'm headed down, uh, his way, um, in a few weeks. So, uh, I realized that, you know, sent him an email, said, Hey man, what's going on? Like, how's, how's life? Um, and now in a couple weeks, I'm going to go meet up with him and, uh, actually might be, I might be getting him a little bit of work. So, um, you know, it's all, uh, it's all a give and take, you know? Oh, cool. Well, I actually, I, I think I mentioned this before. I actually have these forums that I keep. Uh, customer service uh, management forums, which are just one-page sheets on each person that each, mostly clients, but some are collaborators, some are partners, uh, but people I want to maintain contact with. I have a lot of trouble remembering stuff. Hell, I have trouble remembering people's names. So I hate when I run into somebody or when I'm going into a meeting with someone, not having those facts ready at the forefront of my mind. Like, what are you working on right now? What did we last talk about? What's coming up later in the month? You know, that sort of thing. So I have these forms with all these, once I finish a conversation, a Skype call or a meeting, I got to write this stuff down so that future Nick will be able to look this up and know so that I can yeah, get prepared. I, <laughs> I know, I, I know I, people people go that route and it's a great route to go. And I mean, it, it works for a reason. Uh, I, I personally don't have the patience to do that uh if, if i forget their face uh i guess i'm gonna have to roll with it uh i normally don't have the patience for something like that however all it takes is one time i'll say all it takes is one time for you to walk into if you were walking into a meeting with someone who you only really connect with three or four times out of the year let's say mm-hmm. and you sit down and then you ask them about something that was relevant that was really on their mind that they were really excited about the last time you met, which was months ago, that you remember, then that just means the world to them. You, as soon as you experience that feeling, I, I, as a forgetful person that I was, I want to relive that feeling each and every time. So now that's mm-hmm. why I write stuff down. <laughs> and I mean that that's a that's a huge difference between you know the the steady uh, income working for a company, you know, kind of editor versus you know the freelancer who has to hustle. Uh, you know, trying to uh, make everybody love them at all times. I'm a hustler. <laughs> uh, but we, we all are at some level. Yeah. So anyway, I know there are other services out there. Uh, I know that when I, uh, when I went looking for this, there are other CSM tools that you can use online that kind of catalog your clients and you can actually subscribe to these services. They do a very good job. Hell, actually LinkedIn, strangely enough, is really good for this. So this is where if LinkedIn could just really, really uh, provide that level of service for if you, I don't know if it already does, but that is something that I might be interested in using it more. If, could, if could, they, could they stop emailing me, you know, every day, even though I unsubscribed a million times? Yeah, if they could stop doing the annoying things that they do already and start doing the things that I, you know, that I love about them, then that'd be great. But it has a really... LinkedIn has a really good advantage to uh, to to you know to, to offer something like that, but uh, it still is kind of funky. Where I think like, it still notifies people when yeah. like oh celebrate Nick on his new job. Like I didn't start a new job; that was three years ago. So you can people uh, thank Link- me for like oh congrats. LinkedIn. 
is yeah. my least favorite social media platform, and I wish I could get rid of it. A lot of people say that, and it's still some people. You know, I'm still coming around to it because and you know, a certain few take advantage of it and are somehow able to use it. I don't know. I'm still hanging on to it. I'm giving it a hope, but uh, yeah, I haven't taken the time to sit down and really get to know it. So yeah, later. Mm. All right, on on to on to uh, the uh, the entree for this episode. Uh, the yes, entree. <laughs> the entree. Right. We just we've been stuffing uh, our faces with uh, bread and appetizers and salad and soup, and now uh, now it's time uh, Ooh, for, for the steak with dinner. food. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, killing so, me, killing me. So our our steak dinner for the night is uh how do you uh, quote your time for a project and this is a topic that you you suggested right uh yeah 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 so um so where did you this know come the past from? past couple weeks um really uh just had a lot of different weird projects kind of thrown at me um and based you know we'll, we'll get into how um how I, you know, come to know how long it takes me to do stuff. But, um, you know, just knowing uh, how long it takes me to do things, I was able to give like really, really accurate uh, estimates on these projects and literally like nailed all these deadlines, uh, even though I was completely slammed and, you know, like triple booked uh, for the past couple weeks. So how do you know if someone comes to you and says, Josh, here's something, here's a task I want you to do. How long is this going to take you? How do you know right off the top of your head how long this is going to take? All right. So the number one thing and, you know, all these new editors, they're going to hate me. Uh, but the number one thing is having done it a million times. You know, <laughs> <laughs> having edited thousands of videos, you know, I generally I just I just kind of know like especially projects that I'm familiar with or at least things that they're looking for. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, and I've worked with you, you know, five or six times and we did these few videos together and I know you were kind of a pain in the ass on these couple things, but they shouldn't be a problem for this project. So it's kind of this uh, this uh, weird algebraic formula um, invisibly going on in my head. So that's like, uh, you know, with experience with each particular customer, with each particular job, you gain the knowledge of how to quote for that, but do you recall what it was like when you were first starting out when you didn't have that knowledge? How you would then? Oh yeah, I, I remember the first time I gave a quote and I was completely making it up and not confident in it at all because this was oh, yeah. fifteen you, years ago and I didn't know what I was doing. You just you just say a number and then you make it work, you know, <laughs> or you don't make it work, you know. It's like okay, that'll take me two days to do, uh, and and. When 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 you said two days, you actually meant yeah, it's gonna take me sixteen hours. But in reality, it took you forty seven and a half hours, and you you know delivered it with a half hour to spare. You know, <laughs> uh, but but you learn from that. Um, and now, uh, you know, I can kind of judge you know how how important these projects are. So you know, if if I know that this person is is, is trying to shove this project down my throat that doesn't need to be you know worked on right now mm. you know i'm going to just automatically build in you know an extra two days on the project to yeah. give me a little bit of breathing room you know if they're not gonna budge you know just automatically mm. 
nope, you get a, a two-day handicap because you're an a-hole. Sorry, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> if it's if, Let's say it's someone you haven't worked with yet. How do you, are there any things that you look for in the job like that, uh, that will affect the amount of time and thus the amount of money that you're going to quote for? Uh, and do you ever do, th- do you ever leave yourself a bit of a buffer? Cause for me personally, if, if someone comes to me, I don't like to overestimate, but, uh, I always account for a day of revisions extra. I will say I always overestimate probably a little too much. Um, if you're going to critique me and, you know, dock me points, it'll be, I overestimate how long It'll take me to do things, even though in my head and in my heart, you know, I know it's going to take me less time. Uh, I will still I will always mm. pad an extra day, you know, just for, uh, you know, oh, my God, I got to take the dog to the vet um, or, <laughs> oh, my God, Avid just won't launch today. That is you exactly, know, so- by the way, the reason why I overestimate that right there, because I'm looking at my my Mac Pro machine right now, locking eyes with it, it and I do not get along on deadlines. I've come Mm -hmm. to distrust this machine because when you have a delivery and the only thing standing in your way is a random error or regular crashing of software or anything like that, it can just ruin your day. Yep. So... And I mean, especially like, like I don't really work with other video people ever or other really creatives uh, at all. So like they don't really get it, you know, if a hard drive crashed or, you know, if I just have this bug and Avid just won't do anything today, you know, like they, they don't get it. They still want their video done right now. Yeah, they don't care about what's caused it. You know, lightning struck your head. It doesn't matter if they still want it. Yep. Yeah, so uh, I, I guess uh, the number one thing is uh, just just do a lot of work, you know? <laughs> wow, there are a lot of freelancers that are, gonna, that are just starting out that are going to hate uh, that. They just clicked unsubscribe. I'm like, man, this sucks. <laughs> That's like you can't get credit at the bank until you have credit. But uh, it is it is kind of that. I do remember when I first did start out – I made a whole bunch of bad quotes and it is really like experimental putting something out there because at the same time you don't want to you you know if you're just starting out you don't have that confidence yet to say it's going to take this much and be prepared for them to say no that doesn't work for us and for you to just walk away. So I remember the first I remember the first jobs that I quoted for I would put it out there like okay how about this and be ever so careful like i hope this doesn't scare you off because as soon as you start to shake your head i'll rescind that and i'll make it work i'll I'll shorten it or whatever um and yeah you 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 do have to be realistic so you do get you get much better with judging how long a job is going to take now how about quoting uh budget how much it's going to cost so um yeah back back to your kind of involved your last question about working with a new client. Um, so, you know, up front, uh, 
you want to get as much information about the project as possible. Uh, I mean, you want to know exactly what they're looking for. I mean, maybe get some examples of things that they like. Uh, and, and if they send you, you know, uh, this this Nike commercial with, you know, the the or Gatorade commercial where, you know, the yeah. the the sweat turns into Gatorade and all this stuff. Uh, and you're like, oh, my God, if they're expecting that, like, I'm going to have to up my budget. But, you know, if you if you don't have those examples and then you say, oh, that'll take me two days to do. But then you realize this is a two week project. Uh, I mean, you're going to have to talk. Uh, mm-hmm. or you're going to have to eat that cost. Uh, I highly recommend you talk, though. And I also also like, uh, similarly, quote a little bit higher. Not higher, but I'll quote full. Uh, and if the project, if I'm able to do it in less time, at a lesser cost, then I actually pass that on to the client. Because oh yeah, yeah. Then I, they then they get a discount. They love nothing more, and you know how how much better is it to I don't mean to use this the wrong way, but train them to understand how to, you know how video production works and how the job can be made easier when you go back to them and say, okay, I originally quoted X, but it actually cost you X minus this amount because mm-hmm. I was able you know because we were so efficient with our shoot day. Uh, and because you you know read the script and you knew that you were familiar with the material, there was less editing to do. I didn't have to fix that. So now I pass the savings on to you. They love that. So some people could be tempted to pocket that and just say, well, that's what I quoted. Yeah, I, it didn't take me quite as long, but you know whatever. I'll just go with the original quote. But people love that. How much do you love it when you go to pay for something and realize it's less than what you thought? Yeah, especially, you know, several hundred dollars. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So uh so so I know like uh when I've worked with a new client before, um, yeah, you always, you know, budget higher, as, as Nick just said. Uh but then after that, you know, if you explain to them, hey, you know, our next video if it's similar, won't cost this much. At least this is what I found just because you already know what they're looking for. You kind of know their style and, uh, you just have, you know, your workflow with them down. You kind of have a, a template project or, you know, you know, the effects that they're going to use. So just all those little things add up and just shave minutes and minutes and hours and hours on the life of a project. So I know for me, you know, I did a, a three video series uh, in the in the fall for uh, for somebody and our first video, um, it took me a while to do. And, uh, you know, I charged twenty five hundred because it took me so long. And then the next video, it didn't take me as long to do because I already knew what they were looking for and and had, you know, the project all set up and, you know, the the types of color treatment that, that they liked. So the next one was only fifteen hundred. And the third one, uh, I mean, I was flying through at that point, so that was I only would only charge them a thousand dollars because you know it didn't take me that long to do. I'm always careful with verbiage, though. With with yes, I don't. I never promise them, or I never give them the idea that hey, by the way, next time it's going to cost less. But right, don't promise that. Yeah, did I say promise? I didn't say promise. I'm not sure if those are the words, but I I know I know what you're saying, and I just want to make sure that people understood that it's. 
don't pro- yeah don't promise them don't say like hey ne- you know next time it will be cheaper but uh just uh, when they understand that next time it could be cheaper if we do this or mm-hmm. if we do a little bit more pre-production so that on the shoot day we're not so scattered and we're a little bit more efficient with our time so we can shoot it in a half day rather than a full day or you know or whatever any number of reasons so uh that's generally how i quote and also the video that i was alluding to that i saw yesterday i'll sum it up it was a guy talking about not necessarily for video production but in general how uh craftsmen or crafts people i guess uh quote for their time and also uh you know in in dollars what they quote for jobs uh this is mostly for people who i guess build uh, assembled products or you know uh, they build furniture, they, they make beauty products, or that sort of thing. Um, but uh, in general, the you know the whole message of the video uh, kind of uh, was in line with what we're talking about. He he really simplified, the, the gentleman in the video really, really, really simplified the whole process of coming up with your rate and then coming up with uh, how to quote for your time. And I'm not sure, I would love to hear how this really simplified, watered-down version sits with you. He said, as you're starting out, if you're a craftsman, if you're good at what you do, uh, your time is worth 50 an hour and everything you do, no matter what, everything you do takes you a day. So you charge $500 a day. So if you, and that's how you then will base, uh, you know, in one day, let's say you build, you, you know, you're a carpenter, you build tables. If you build 10 tables, then using your rate of $500 per day, uh, you know, divide that by number of tables. That's how much each table should cost plus materials. So he really simplified it that way. So how do you feel about that? Really? So I, I, I mean, just overall, I don't, I don't love it. But yes, that that is, that is a good guideline. Let, let's say guideline. The big uh, the big but, takeaway was don't charge hourly. You have a daily rate, so use okay. That. All right, I'll, I'll get to that in a moment. What what I do uh, what I do like well, was that first part you said was no matter what it takes a day. So I mean, for me, when anything comes to my plate, you know, even if I mean, if I know this is going to be a thirty minute project, uh, and I get it at ten in the morning, uh, you know, I already have other things I'm working on, and and it needs to go on my calendar it needs to get scheduled in even though you know this is a 30 minute project uh you know i'm not doing it today so it's mm-hmm. going to take me a day to do um and and back to also training the client uh you do, <laughs> i mean not 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 i'm not really like promoting poor work ethic i, I don't i don't know how i'm phrasing this but, uh, yeah, because he was he was really trying to hammer home the fact that uh, you have a day right. rate, you use that, not hourly. If you charge hourly, if you use an hourly rate, you're more than likely going to shoot yourself in the foot because your first of all, most tasks do take a day. They take up your day, not maybe not the full ten hours, but uh, they do take up mm-hmm. a day of uh, prep, of mental time. It, it it does take a day to do a lot of tasks, and as well. If you try to estimate by the hour, you're not going to take into account those extra things that come along that, oops, I ran out of materials, have to run to the store to get some more, or oops, something broke, I now have to fix it, or oops, this, oops, that, which totals up to more time, which you did not account for. Yeah, no, I do like uh, I do like the, yes, it, it takes a day. Um, 
if something doesn't actually take a day it does not take eight hours to do you know you should not charge them for the day i don't believe so um but i mean it definitely won't be done that day you know i i think there's a clear distinction uh between you know something coming at you in the morning um and and saying you know can can you do this it's a half hour project uh you know for me i'll generally say uh yeah, well, yes, if it needs to get done today, then yes, I'll do it. But if not, you know, I already have, you know, my schedule for the day. So I'm saying this is going to take me a day. You know, I'll get it to you first thing tomorrow. Um, so that's the difference between it taking a day and it costing a day. Um, well, I don't know. That, that's kind of how I feel about that. Well, here's another example. Let's say someone, because this has happened to me and this is how I respond. Uh, if someone calls me up and says, uh, I need you to do... You know, I need you to do a shoot. Uh, it's only going to take two hours, so can you just charge me hourly? And it's on X day. And if I say, okay, sure, I'll just charge hourly. And then the very, the very next call is a client who calls me and says, hey, I have a full day shoot, same day, so you can charge your full day rate. I'm now not available, so I'm losing out. So that's, you know, you're not, it's not the, the, the actual allotment of time that you're charging for. It's that you're giving up that day for something else that could pay full day. So right, right. I do, I no, do, no, no. I do believe in, in half day rates when it when it applies, which is very rarely. But that's what some people don't understand sometimes is well, really, you know, you're you're only going to drive out for an hour, spend an hour working, and then an hour back. It's really th- three hours. It's not a full day. Yes, but that means it's one. It's not. A, I can't do anything else. Right. No. No. And that makes complete sense for. For what you do as as an editor and, and video creator, you know that makes perfect sense, and that's how it should be. Uh, but for you know us on the 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 employed side, mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, our rate doesn't change no matter what the day is. Right. Uh, so you know you have to get the work done. Uh, so you know you you can't change you can't change that. Right. So yeah, if your boss comes to you, does it, that doesn't uh, that's, that's interesting because for me that's something different where that that wouldn't come into uh, into my mind at all if I worked your job and someone came to me and asked how long is this going to take you? I'm not immediately thinking of like as a freelancer. Well, this is how much time of my day it's going to take and blah blah blah. Now it's like I'm on the clock, so I'm not sure how that would really change my answer if I'm going to be more accurate or not, but. Yeah, so be it. Uh, oh, I mean, I mean, for me, I mean, my rate's not changing. So, uh, so when a project comes to me, like I'm building in extra time to not not to potentially make more. It's so I have slack in case other things come up. In case you know, I have that you know urgent you know two hour project that I have to work on you know that day. Uh, that pushes everything else back that I did buffer for. So I look at it as as gaining gaining time on deadlines instead of gaining potential income. Mm-hmm. True. Plus, then you don't have to stay late. Yes. <laughs> yes. So you don't have DC traffic, man. You don't. You don't get it. No, I got Guelph foot traffic. <laughs> very different. Very different. Stampeding through the snow. Yeah. Yeah. No snow actually. So, yeah. It's very it's very mild today. So are you guys are you like 
Guelphians or Guelphites. like what is a person from Guelphites? Guelphites. Yeah. Guelphites. Which sounds like a type of insect, I guess, but I don't know. But uh, yeah. So, anyways, there's some different opinions on how to quote for your time, uh, time and budget for a project. Which, uh, yeah, interesting to hear, you know, uh, from someone who you know, works in your position how to do that uh, versus uh, myself as a freelancer. So, um, yeah, not one way is right or wrong, just uh, two different viewpoints. So, um, shall we wrap this up now? So, I think we should. All righty. That was episode 34, and that was kind of a, an, old, an AKS episode. You know. Yep. But 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 uh, but but the title or or the theme is always be rolling, always be closing. <laughs> a B A, always be closing. A B C or A B R, <laughs> always be rolling. So A B C A B R uh, A K S. Pick your acronym. Yeah. Uh, that that's what we're going with for I- today. I D G A R A. I don't give, uh, a, I give a rat's ass. All right. <laughs> Uh, anyways, thank you for listening uh, to episode 34. Uh, we really appreciate all of our listeners. So, hey, here's a way you can help out the podcast if you've enjoyed this and listened thus far. Uh, give it a share. Take a link uh, from this episode and post it where you think people are going to see it. On, uh, hey, whatever LinkedIn group you happen to be a part of, Facebook groups, that sort of thing. Uh, we really do appreciate it. And what's more, we would love to hear from you. How can you do that? We've got a Facebook group, the Command Data Podcast Facebook, Facebook group where people jump in. And uh, we have a ton of great, helpful comments and posts that people uh, are putting up there that uh, uh, we get to have some fantastic conversations with. We get to stay in touch. So it's a wonderful way to stay connected with our listeners. We'd really appreciate it if you dropped in. Uh, is that about everything? Uh, I think that about wraps it up. Yeah. Twitter is at command edit. Email is command edit podcast at gmail.com. All that good stuff. And by the way, by the way, real quick, we do not have command edit podcast.ca i know we don't have it man i know you were wrong okay i looked i was wrong i lied oh you lied <laughs> and it took you that long to figure that out oh well yes it did well all right <laughs> well shit now that we let that slip i have to before i post the episode i have to go get it before someone else does Anywho, uh, thank you for listening once again, and uh, check out the show notes at uh, commandatapodcast.com, or leave a review for us over on the iTunes store. We really appreciate it, because it helps out the podcast, and it also lets us know how you feel about us. Until next time, I'm Nick. And I'm Josh. And you're you. See you next time. See ya.